I just want to be as real with you as possible about what I see in the world of diabetes, how I experience diabetes, and what I know works in helping people to reduce the stress and navigate the emotional burden of diabetes. And one thing that I do know from my own experience and the experience of working with thousands of people over the years with type 1 diabetes is that diabetes sucks. But I also want you to remember the other part of the title. Diabetes sucks and you can handle it. My goal is for this book to be as honest as possible and to be as realistic as possible. And in my mind, that title, Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It, epitomizes that. It's realistic, but it's also empowering. It shows us that we have challenges, but even though we have challenges, we have strength to be able to overcome those challenges because we are strong, because we are resilient, and because we can handle anything that diabetes throws our way. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. When this episode airs, it will be about two months since my book was released. And for those of you who don't know, I released a book called Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It on April 19th. And so far, the feedback for the most part has been phenomenal. And I want to share some of this feedback with you. Diabetes is hard, but this book makes it feel a little bit more manageable. This book is like receiving a hug from someone who really gets it. This person says, this book will save and change lives. I wish I had this when I was diagnosed. It's important, and it's a resource I'll continue to return to as a source of support. Thank you for your valuable work and service to our community. This one says, this book is a great resource. I've lived with diabetes for 54 years, and Dr. Mark had me in tears this morning. He reminded me that the frustration with public policy is just an emotion. Get over it and make a plan. And finally, this person says, Diabetes sucks, but you can get through it with this book. This book needs to be read by every person with type 1 diabetes, caretaker, parent, and friend, and the list goes on. I'm 23 years old and went through my first diabetes burnout this past year. I didn't think I'd get through it, but when I saw this book from someone... I knew it would help, and I ordered it immediately, and it gave me lots of insight and valuable tips. Definitely makes you feel like you're not alone in this journey. For those of you who have already given me feedback, thank you so much. And for those of you who still have feedback to give, I can't wait to hear it. Whether the feedback is good, or whether you have some critiques about what the book says, or my approach to diabetes and mental health, all feedback is welcome. But on that note, I want to let you know that I've also gotten some negative feedback. And this feedback comes mostly in forms of questions. Questions like, how can we talk about diabetes in such a negative way? Why aren't you being more positive? And isn't talking about diabetes sucking, disempowering to us, especially to kids with diabetes? Let me start off by saying I love questions like this. Whether they're positive or whether they're wondering why I think the way that I do about type 1 diabetes and mental health. These types of questions 
really get me thinking about the work that I do and how I can best serve the Type 1 community from an authentic way, in a way that I really believe works in helping people to navigate and overcome some of the biggest emotional challenges of life with type 1 diabetes. Before I dive in and answer your questions, I want to make sure you have a good understanding about how I think about type 1 diabetes and mental health. And I recognize that the way I think about it may be different than the way that other mental health professionals and other people with type 1 diabetes think about their mental health with diabetes. And that is perfectly fine. There is absolutely nothing wrong with different ways of thinking about diabetes and mental health. But that being said, I have the way that I think about it. I think that my way is very helpful for some people. If you don't resonate with it, not a problem. But lots of people do. And lots of people get a lot of value out of thinking about diabetes and mental health in this way. When I think about type 1 diabetes and mental health, I think about three big pillars. And these pillars are honesty, acceptance, and empowerment. Let's talk about each one of these one by one. Let's start with honesty. Without honesty, we're deluding ourselves about the challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. I've said it before and I'll say it again many, many times. Diabetes is hard. Diabetes is challenging. Diabetes is not easy. And there's no way around that. If we think that we're able to snap our fingers and make our burnout go away, make anxiety disappear from our lives, or not feel frustrated, anxious, or anything else that comes along with diabetes, we're in for a big surprise. And I want to be very honest with you about that. I'm never going to tell you that diabetes is easy. I'm never going to tell you that you'll never have challenges with diabetes. And I'm also never going to tell you that you can make the challenges of diabetes go away, that there's some sort of tip or trick or magic wand that you can use to all of a sudden make diabetes easy and make all of the emotional burden disappear. That's just not possible. But on that same note, I'm also not going to tell you that you don't play any role in the challenges that you experience with diabetes. You're not responsible for them, no doubt about it. Not at all. However, we all make the challenges of diabetes bigger than they have to be and bigger than they actually are sometimes. And we need to be willing to look in the mirror and recognize the role that we play in some of the challenges that we have. And I'm not singling anybody out. We all do this to ourselves, some of us more than others, but it's a natural part of the way the human mind works sometimes. My goal is to always be honest with you about the challenges that exist with diabetes, as well as how we make them more challenging than they have to be. And if for some reason you don't like that, that's totally fine. But I'm always going to talk about diabetes exactly how it is. And a lot of times, diabetes is hard. Diabetes is challenging, and diabetes is certainly not easy. The second pillar of my approach to diabetes and mental health is one of acceptance. This is both accepting the fact that you have diabetes and it's not going away, but more importantly, accepting the fact that diabetes brings up some uncomfortable emotions sometimes, and you don't have control over them. You can't make them go away with the snap of a finger or with a magic wand or with some wish that all of a sudden they'll just disappear. If I wish that were the case, I really do. 
But the reality is it is not. And if we're looking for that magic solution, we're going to be looking for a very long time. A big part of acceptance is recognizing that sometimes diabetes sucks and there's not much we can do about it. What happens if we're not able to accept that? We start looking for solutions. We start trying to control our situation. And we've all been there. We've all done this. And what happens when we try to control those emotions and control those thoughts, control all the discomfort that comes along with life with type 1 diabetes? It doesn't work. And it usually, actually almost always, makes the situation worse. So when I talk about acceptance, what I mean is accepting the fact that diabetes is challenging and also accepting the fact that you don't have the power to change it all the time. Sometimes you do, and when you have the power to change it, go for it. But there are lots of experiences that you have in your life with type 1 diabetes that you don't have the ability to control. And part of acceptance, a big part of acceptance, is being okay with that and not trying to control it, allowing that discomfort to be there with you and seeing that that discomfort doesn't have to get in your way. It doesn't have to stop you from doing the things in life that you really want to be doing. And stemming from there, the third pillar of my approach to diabetes and mental health is empowerment. And what I mean by empowerment is just because you're feeling certain emotions, having certain thoughts around your diabetes, doesn't mean they have to hold you back. You can experience these things, as uncomfortable as they are, and still live your life, still do the things that you want to do. You need skills to do those things. You need skills to overcome and to deal with those emotions and those thoughts. But you can do it, even with those thoughts there. My goal is to take you from feeling held hostage by your thoughts and emotions to be empowered to live your life, even if or even when those thoughts and emotions and other difficult experiences are there with you. Because if we're honest with each other, with diabetes, they are going to be there. With life, they're going to be there. But diabetes certainly makes them more challenging. But if we're empowered to act, even when we're having those experiences, it gives you what you want. It gives you the freedom and flexibility in your life, even though you have diabetes. And what we're all after with diabetes is that freedom and flexibility. We don't want anything, including diabetes, holding us back. I'm really curious to know, what is your response? What's your gut reaction? And as you think about it more, what is your response to my approach to diabetes and mental health? I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to send me a note and let me know whether you agree with my approach or whether you see some flaws in it. I would love to have a conversation with you. But what I can tell you from lots of experience, both personal and professional, is that this approach works. It works as long as you're open to it, as long as you're open to thinking about diabetes in a new way, as long as you're open to changing the way you think about your diabetes and mental health, and what success looks like for you with your diabetes and mental health. All right. Now that I've given you an overview of how I think about diabetes and mental health, it's time to dive into some of the questions that I've gotten around how I approach diabetes and mental health from the perspective of my book. And so let's just dive into those right now. The first question is about the title. I've gotten some feedback from folks letting me know that they don't like the word sucks and they think it's really negative to think about diabetes in that sort of way. And my response to that is, I want to be honest. I want to be authentic. 
And I'll be honest with you, for me, diabetes sucks sometimes. And I know that for you, diabetes sucks as well. Now, you may not use that word. And if you don't want to use that word, that's totally fine. But that's the word that I use to describe the challenges that come along with diabetes and the stress and feeling high and low and exhausted and sometimes feeling like I get hit by a bus. Those things for me suck. And I want to talk to you in the book in an authentic way. And in the book, I use my own language, the language that I use in my clinical work and in my day-to-day life. If those words don't resonate for you, no problem. But I hope that you'll be able to go beyond that one word of sucks and think about the messages being sent, is that we have to be honest with ourselves about the challenges of diabetes as a way to overcome those challenges. Without being able to look at diabetes straight in the face and see what is so hard about it, see how much it sucks and also why it sucks, we're not doing ourselves any favors. And we're not going to be able to figure out ways and skills and tools to be able to deal with these challenges head on. Now, if you don't like that approach, then I'm not the right person for you. And that's fine as well. But I want to make sure that we're all coming at this from the same place. And that's a place of honesty. I just want to be as real with you as possible about what I see in the world of diabetes, how I experience diabetes, and what I know works in helping people to reduce the stress and navigate the emotional burden of diabetes. And one thing that I do know from my own experience and the experience of working with thousands of people over the years with type 1 diabetes is that diabetes sucks. But I also want you to remember the other part of the title. Diabetes sucks and you can handle it. My goal is for this book to be as honest as possible and to be as realistic as possible. And in my mind, that title, Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It, epitomizes that. It's realistic, but it's also empowering. It shows us that we have challenges, but even though we have challenges, we have strength to be able to overcome those challenges because we are strong, because we are resilient, and because we can handle anything that diabetes throws our way. Another related question that I've gotten is, why aren't you being more positive? And the challenge I want to give to that question is you haven't read the book. Because if you read the book, you'll see the book is actually very positive. It's all about what is possible in your life with type 1 diabetes, even though it's challenging, even though it sucks. You know, they say, don't judge a book by its cover. And actually, I really like the cover of the book. I helped design it. But if you see the book and you think, "Uh, I'm not sure this is for me, I don't think it's positive enough, you got to read it. You got to see, while the book is realistic and honest, it is full of positivity. It's full of stories of people who have overcome the many obstacles that lie in their way because of diabetes. It's full of skills and tools that you can use in order to improve your life with type 1 diabetes. And nothing's more positive than that. Knowing that diabetes is challenging and also knowing that you can handle it. That in itself is positive and empowering. So if you've read the book and you still think it's not positive, let me know. But if you haven't read the book and are thinking, eh, I'm not sure this is for me because I'm not sure it's positive enough, please read the book and get back to me after there and get back to me after you've done that and let me know if you really still think the book is not positive enough for you. I got one note from a mother who, I'm not sure she read the book or not, 
but she didn't like the title and she didn't like the book because she said that it was disempowering her kids, making them think that diabetes does suck and that her kid did doesn't think that diabetes sucks, that her kid thinks that diabetes is easy. And my response to her was, have you talked to your child? And have you really listened to him or her and listened to their experience about diabetes? Sometimes kids want to impress their parents and they want to say, ah, oh, things aren't that big of a deal. I'm doing just fine. When in the reality, they're really struggling. And while I have no idea what's going on on a day-to-day basis with this mother and her child, my gut tells me things aren't as easy for this child as the mother thinks they are. Maybe it's because the child isn't telling their mom what's going on with them, or maybe it's because the mom doesn't want to see the challenges that her son or daughter is having. Because seeing those challenges that your kid is having is real hard. It's uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to hear that your child may be struggling and is dealing with a condition, a disease that really does suck. So my guess is that for this mother, it was really harder for her to read the title of the book than it was to accept the reality of the fact that her son or daughter has diabetes and the diabetes is challenging. However, I would argue that the book is not disempowering to anybody. Is actually empowering because it shows everybody, whether you're a parent or an adult with diabetes or a child with diabetes, that you can handle it, that you have the strength to be able to do so. And there's nothing disempowering about that. What's disempowering is not being honest with ourselves and with each other about the struggles that we have with diabetes. If I have any parents listening to this podcast, I would love to hear from you about what your response to this book is and what the what your response to the title is, but especially your response to the book if you've read it. Do you think that this book is too negative or too disempowering to your children, or do you feel that it's realistic and helps you to be able to help them manage these challenges in a more effective and healthy way? The last question that I've gotten that I want to respond to is a really important one. This person says, Diabetes does suck. You're right. But I don't think it's possible for me to be able to handle it. How many of you have thought that way at some point in the past? The diabetes is so overwhelming. The diabetes is so frustrating and all-consuming that it's just not possible to be able to handle it. And what I want to say to this is, one, read the book. But second of all, allow yourself the possibility that you can handle it that that potential is there. Because the minute you say, there's no way I'm going to be able to handle it, is the minute you seal your fate. It's the minute you shut the door to that possibility. So what I would ask you to do is, as you're reading the book, allow that possibility to be, well, possible. Allow it to be there in your thoughts and your beliefs that I may not be able to do it right now, and it may not be possible, but it's also possible that it will be possible. I know I just used the word possible quite a few times in that sentence, but I hope you understand what I mean. If you feel like it's not possible right now, I don't blame you. Sometimes I feel like it's not possible, but I know it is. And the thing that really helps me is believing that it can be possible. So what I want to ask you to do is suspend your disbelief, is to imagine a world where handling diabetes can be possible for you. And then read the book, develop the skills, and really try out the skills and the tools that we talk about in the book. Because guess what's going to happen? If you don't try them, 
it's not going to be possible for you to handle diabetes, or you may feel like it's not possible. But if you do put them into action, even if you feel like you're struggling, even if you feel like you're walking through mud, even if you feel like you're not being successful, you will be making progress. You will be working towards handling diabetes. I also want to ask you, what does it mean to handle diabetes? Because if you're saying you can't handle it, but you've been living with diabetes for a long time and you know, you're still alive, you have been handling it. Maybe not in the healthiest way possible, but you have been doing a good enough job. So to say that you can't handle it isn't quite true. And so check yourself on that thought and then ask yourself, what have I been doing well to handle diabetes and what has been challenging for me? And you can see both sides of the coin. You can see where your strengths are and you can also see where you have progress to make. And then you can focus your efforts there. But I know that if you're feeling this way, the book can help. And I would highly recommend you grab a copy and read it today. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor. Share it with a friend. Put a link into a text message or an email and let them know that they might enjoy it. That really helps me get the word out about this podcast so more people can benefit. Also, if you want to learn more about my book, go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. And of course, I always love hearing from my listeners. So please send me a DM on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist or email me at mark at thediabetespsychologist.com and give me your feedback about my book. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, life with type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.